0: welcome to episode 11 of the front log product podcast i'm your co-host michael
1: and i'm the other co-host jordan welcome to 2021 how's it going michael
0: it's uh you know uh as basically not nothing has really changed you know just coming back from uh the uh, the break mm-hmm. in December and just getting ramped up in work and other things in life, if you can call it ramping up again since, you know, COVID is still ongoing and just looking at the vaccination uh, rates, so yeah, I guess nothing much.
1: Yeah, it's good that the vaccinations are now starting to happen. I think it's mm-hmm. good that it's it's a it's a good breakthrough for science that we were able to have vaccinations now but yeah here fingers crossed to things looking up in 2021
0: yeah definitely um hopefully people don't uh you know let their guards down and still uh maintain you know the social distancing you know keeping smaller social circles you know the whole 10 Mm -hmm. yards whole nine yards so yeah, that's something I'd lo- love to continue monitoring and seeing if like like no when people know that like help is on the way, are they going to do some things that are more detrimental to their self-interest? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting design question for sure if what's going to happen when people get the vaccination or are people going to go kind of let loose too soon and then cause more problems for the people who aren't vaccinated?
0: Yeah, and I think, like, uh, on top of, like, that whole design question is, like, uh, it's going to be a marketing question as well, right? Like, there's still going to be people that are not uh, going to be down with the vaccine. So, like, how do you get more people yeah. to vaccinate? I think, like, currently, um, it's the problem of, like, getting the vaccine up to everyone. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, eventually, like, once the critical populations... Um, are fully vaccinated, like how do you get the rest of the people that uh, need to be vaccinated? How do you get them to the clinics?
1: Exactly. It's going to be an interesting challenge. And then making sure that people get even like the right dose of the same vaccine because like there are multiple different vaccines right now, but in order for it to work, you need to get the same, you need to get two doses of the same company of vaccines. So that's also going to be interesting to see how that's managed because it's like you can't get one vaccine that's Moderna and then the other vaccine that's Pfizer I think okay. it doesn't work that way
0: gotcha so it's got to be from the same company yeah um <laughs> mm-hmm. I I hope that like yeah they, they probably have some sort of uh, database in place to track that I think like a lot of the the big tech companies are working on these supply chain type solutions so hopefully like mm. that's something to, you know, um keep uh the vaccine, that vaccination like good and safe.
1: Mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Um speaking of uh COVID, right? Like I saw um so so are you familiar with uh Razer, the the gaming peripheral company?
1: Yeah, they make all those nice cool comp- like gamer peripherals to make your pc look extra sexy
0: yeah i i like they're 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 hardcore on the leds right like the, the razor chroma you know mm-hmm. like thousands mm-hmm. of different uh, sh- uh colors you can put like to customize your gaming setup and i actually have mm-hmm. um yeah. I actually have a, a keyboard from Razer, like back when their leds were just like one color i had like i have a Mechanical keyboard that only goes in blue or shades of blue, Um, but they recently Mm -hmm. announced uh, one of their one a mask um, for these uh, chaotic times of COVID. They call it Project Mm -hmm. Hazel. It's a mask with so many features. It's kind of like how Mm -hmm. do we design a better mask, right? Um, Obviously, uh, Mm -hmm. um, having your voice muffled. I think they have like a clear like a visor so people can still see uh your mouth move um having like the n95 filters so you know everything is safe when you do go outside and um as well (laughs) as making it comfortable but just because um it's razor they have like an led to you know just uh top it all off and you know
1: yeah that's that's the sign of a true gamer when you get your led RGBs, in you know
0: yeah i'm, I'm yeah like <laughs> so like w- would you buy a mask like that you know like having all these features
1: mm, i think I would and i think the razor is a good example of how they've thought of everything in a sense so even like the wireless charging case it has a built-in uv sterilizer and then Even like the the voice amp technology that they have, I think that is also good because it solves the it solves the problem of not being able to hear people as well when they have a mask on. So in a sense, I kind of see it like in a service design kind of view where service design considers every single layer of the design, and this product to me covers all the different layers because it covers the overall product design which is really nice but then also covers the problem of not being able to hear and then also solves the problem of being able to sanitize while charging at the same time but so they thought of every single in a sense little touch point
0: so like what kind of problem does uh the leds solve jordan
1: i think that the i think that the point of the leds is is just to look cool <laughs> But it'd be cool to see if the LEDs in the future could, in a sense, relate to how you feel in a way. So, like maybe with your mood, how maybe the LED could change based on that. But I think the LED is just kind of a nice little touch, it's a, a little cherry. Yeah,
0: on top. it's a pretty uh colorful feature if you <laughs> would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, definitely i think the, well i guess like
1: one good thing about the leds is that it could make you more visible at night <laughs> if you walk outside with the mask
0: i guess it would also be kind of intimidating to see like a darth vader like esque mask guy wearing like a darth vader mm-hmm. mask walking around the neighborhood prowling but uh, i definitely think mm-hmm. that uh sterilization feature is like really cool you know like uh, what they say is uh, when you wear your masks, like especially cloth reusable masks, you want to wash that, um, you know, like once every two days. um, But that definitely, you know, kills a lot of the germs. Um, I would still I would I don't know how they how they've made the mask, but definitely I think it's still very important to um, even though there's a self sterilization feature, but. Just allowing the user to be able to like clean the mask as well, just because you know, mm-hmm. like hygiene issues as well. You know, you know, oily oily kids kind of get their body oils <laughs> on that, so you might not want that sticking around, even though like the light is sterilizing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. I want to mm-hmm. be able to clean my mask manually too.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I> don't wanna <laughs> drown in my own filth. If yeah exactly mm-hmm. and uh yeah just taking a step back from uh, coven all that craziness uh what have you been up to jordan mm-hmm.
1: i've been doing a lot of gaming lately so recently i just finished ori and the will of the wisps which is the sequel to ori and the blind forest and say, the latest ori sequel was probably one of my top video games i've ever played because whenever i think of a video game i think it hit on all the principles that i enjoy in a game which is storytelling the visual design and even to the music soundtrack behind it and everything was perfected in the game to me
0: gotcha and what do you mm-hmm. like? What What about the story? I'm just curious because, like, I don't usually play a lot of games with story. Usually, they're very like. Uh, usually, I play games like with a group of other people, but I'm just curious, like, mm-hmm. what in terms of like what part of the story really attracted you. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, it's like when you watch a good movie, you always like how the storytelling is done, and I think that what the sequel of the game did was it kind, so to get some context the sequel it picked off it picked up from right after the first game happened so there's definitely continuity between the story yeah and i just think the way in which the storyline was told it it had kind of like an emotional feel to it but an emotional feel in a good way and i think that what I like is, like, especially, like for example, like Jedi Fallen Order has a pretty decent story to it, but with Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I just kept wanting to play it and play it more because the storytelling was so good. I wanted to know what was going to happen next, and I just pretty much binged the whole game.
0: So you're telling me you weren't curious uh, who the Inquisitor was? Uh, I think, was it the Seventh Sister? You know, uh, the apprentice of Seer and you're like, What? She she used to be I like Sear's apprentice. How did she go into the dark side? Like <laughs>
1: No, that story was pretty was pretty decent though. I mean with Jedi Fallen Order. I was I was it had a nice twist to it, for sure.
0: Oh yeah. At the end. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Um definitely. Uh yeah, I think, like, story is usually, like, when I do play those single-player games, like, story is definitely one of the mm-hmm. biggest, uh, like, pulls for me. Um, so, like, even, mm-hmm. you know, talk about Cyberpunk, you know, the story was uh, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, can't say much other than, like like, mm-hmm. it definitely was something that, like, drove me to continue and play more and more as the story progressed Mm -hmm. because it was just like so curious just being in the back seat of um this whole adventure right and i guess that was the same Mm -hmm. for you it was like it's not about like how is this how is it gonna end but like can we Mm -hmm. get there quicker and that's kind of like what drove me to spend Mm -hmm. like two days like with barely any sleep just trying to clear the story for cyberpunk (laughs) And I guess mm-hmm. it's the same for you. You were like, no sleep, let's just power through it. Or did, were you able mm-hmm. to find some balance and actually sleep?
1: I've had some balance, definitely, because I, I do like having that balance. But I definitely would play it for maybe 5 to 10 hours a day, depending on the day. Whoa. It was because I... I yeah. <laughs> even like from like the bot but like what i really love about ori and like just the whole the franchise in general is the art direction for the for for the game itself because i think that ori it has a visual style that's very unique to itself for a platformer Mm
0: -hmm. it has like just taking a look at the character it has like some sort of like uh lilo and stitch vibes you know like the the blue monster like yeah the eyes like the eyes in a sense its eyes are very curious Mm -hmm. and it's like very looks very playful and curious
1: Mm -hmm. yeah like the art style like it extends throughout pretty much throughout the whole game and including like the boss fights the bosses are also designed very well and it also has a level of challenge to it so, which is good because I, I love these platformers where they give you some sort of challenge to, tr- to try to beat the boss, for example. So mm-hmm. it definitely made me think about how I was going to approach a boss battle every time I went into it.
0: Wait, there's combat in this game. This looks like a, like a platformer, you're just trying to like get through things without like fighting. you know, very. Like, it looks like a very family friendly game with uh, not much combat.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's a platform but there's a lot of there's a fighting element into it as well. And like Ori also has a combat wheel, so in the sequel they introduced new abilities for Ori, so I actually had to think strategically throughout the game. So for each boss I kind of had to switch my abilities mm-hmm. in order to kind of tackle each boss differently. Yeah. In a different way.
0: Gotcha, yeah. it Looks like a, like the the art design, the art direction, it just looks very nice. Um, I love how colorful it is. Has a very like <laughs> yeah, very colorful soul to this game. Very playful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely a contrast. Like though, like from another game I play, which is Valorant. So, I think we have this debate of the different shooting games that you play like you play call of duty i play valorant and sometimes a bit of apex legends but
0: yeah like its platformer is so much different from <laughs> um <laughs> fps but like yeah even like in <laughs> the, <laughs> the fps genre itself it's pretty different and valorant is definitely <laughs> like a breath of fresh air in that like arena style <laughs> um uh first person shooter since it's been mainly dominated by counter-strike right and you haven't really seen any sort of like innovation even within the game right um just like just thinking about that (laughs) game like it's really dominated by these three specific guns um the ak the op and the m4 so like that's kind of like the bread and butter of the game and it's kind of like an arms race to get those guns um and there's like a very uh because the economy system as well to it, right? Like when you win, a, when you win a round, um, you get more money mm-hmm. than losing a round, and that allows you to buy better guns and advance like your equipment. Mm-hmm. Whereas Valorant, it, 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 they really think about the user experience in um, mm-hmm. making it more accessible to people. I remember playing CS, and you had like the really good players would think about like how much money they their team makes and how much money the other team makes each round and they'll be like Mm -hmm. they'll try to like guess like okay they won't have any guns this round so let's uh do this strategy instead whereas valorant it indicates what uh the budget for the other team is so you can Mm -hmm. it makes it much easier to keep um keep track of right
1: Mm -hmm. and yeah the reason like kind of why i'm i was more attracted to valorant is that there's an element of strategy into it so i think to me call of duty is more like a battle royale in a sense but whereas valorant there's like your attackers and then and you're the defender so you need to be able to plant a spike or capture a spike so there's the element of teamwork of because it's five versus five so being able to work together as a team collectively to be able to either plan or capture a spike is pretty cool to me and then also keeping in mind your budget because you can help your team members buy better guns but then also you need to buy a better gun yourself
0: yeah i think that's uh like buying items is such a like the that whole idea is so interesting in Valorant because you can actually request for weapons and that just makes Mm -hmm. it so much easier to get everyone uh, equipped whereas in in counter-strike right you would have to go on the mic and be like hey guys i want this gun Uh, whereas you can just simply Mm -hmm. click a button and request it like these things that Mm -hmm. are like so non-obvious as like a uh, counter strike player whereas like valorant they've thought of all these little things it's so interesting how they've really innovated in this uh genre
1: <clears throat> definitely and like for some it's good though because like people for example may not even have a mic when they play a game online or they might not be comfortable like going on mic so oh yeah <laughs> it it really considers that for them which i like and the overall ui and ux for valorant is also very good. I, I I approve of the UI design on the yeah. on Valorant.
0: Even like um having like a like a well-made practice mode where you can like spawn in the drones and just practice like aiming, right? Just helps you mm-hmm. improve as a player whereas CS:GO a lot of these things are fan-made, right? Having like fan-made maps to improve your aim and having like really janky mm-hmm. logic to rig to spawn items versus like something that has been made with love and care by the game developers, you can totally see the contrast and I'm not ripping on like that indie mm-hmm. community of people like making these things, but like knowing that the game devs are doing it themselves just shows how much they care about like creating um a, a base, but as well as trying to improve the base as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I also think that Valorant is good because it, heavily focuses on the characters or the agents as well so each agent has their own unique ability and i really love the their art style as well in terms of how they design each agent yeah so i think that's also a huge plus to me like when i kind of find kind of my happy place in the shooting game
0: yeah having agents with like skills definitely adds so much more depth right like being able to revive someone or teleport across the map, I think, is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do, like, the the turret, like, the auto turret, but I think that kind of ruins it. Like, any sort of, mm-hmm. like, um, automation, sort of, like, a bot or a drone, kind of ruins mm-hmm. it, in my opinion. Because, like, you can't, mm-hmm. like... Ha- like, I think it's, just, like, FPS, especially Valorant, where um, it's about, like, the aim duels, like, being able to shoot... Um, the other person in the head faster, um, definitely lends itself yeah. to more, uh, more intense, right? And it's really about the control <laughs> of your character and the mechanics. Whereas there's no, mm-hmm. there's not much mechanics, uh, when you talk about like having the automated turrets. So, I don't think that like yeah. the turrets are cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a different game. Like, that. for example, when I play um, battlefield. Sorry, Battlefront, because I also play Star Wars Battlefront too, Oh, yeah. And it's definitely a different feel of a game. I mean, I like Battlefront because you also have the abilities for the character that you have for Star Wars. And it's also good that they have kind of the the cooldown for the weapons as well. But when I compare the two games, I, I, I think I do like Valorant a little better because I like strategy behind my games rather than just going in and shooting everything that you see in sight
0: yeah um i guess That's just, like know. like in terms of strategy it's also a lot easier to align like you technically like if you think of it from like a pm perspective right there's a lot less stakeholders mm-hmm. in a 5v5 right you only have <laughs> four more stakeholders to kind of like convince and align whereas in battlefield there's like mm-hmm. there like is it 32 versus 32 or 16 versus 16 like you got to convince so much I think, so I much think it's a people. combination. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's a combination, right? So, like... And, like, people play for different reasons. Like, whereas in Valorant, you can play ranked mode so everyone has an incentive to win rather than just, like... Just mm-hmm. just kind of, like, uh, go on autopilot and just, like, shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely think, like, Valorant, like, because of that, it makes it su- uh, such a more competitive game.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's definitely competitive mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but uh that, that's my theory on uh you know valorant just like having those things in place makes it so much more competitive like having like a mm-hmm. functioning rank system uh whereas uh just mm-hmm. things like call of duty or i'm playing so much Warzone. i think it's a fantastic game for what it <laughs> is because what they've done is mm-hmm. they've taken like um a triple a game right like modern warfare and they've taken a lot of the (laughs) mechanics and the element and the engine the graphics and just created a br out of it so like everything is really high quality right and oh man i forgot what i was saying (laughs) um (laughs) but like the it's like call of duty has a different competitive like that warzone game has a different competitive uh, nature to it right because instead of like mm-hmm. one team pitted against another team um it's um it's essentially like i guess 50 uh, it's like 50 different teams fighting against each other at different points mm-hmm. in the map and like <clears throat> and y- it, it's very asymmetrical as in like some teams will have better weapons some team will have no weapons um some teams like mm-hmm. there's so much interests and like all you can do in terms of strategy for that is to have like a north star kind of like um kind of like pm right like um <laughs> you have the vision of the future and this is how we're going to get there and in um in a in a battle royale there's just a lot more depth right like if the vision is to win yeah. then technically what we got to think about all those like smaller things to get there like well, in order to win, we need to have good guns. So what does that mean? Well, that means when we first start, it becomes an armories race. We need to find, like, the fastest way to make enough money to get those guns, versus in in, uh, Valorant, where it's just about, like, uh, we're going to go A site, so two people go here, and three people go here, and eventually we'll meet at the bomb site. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I just think that there's a lot more depth in terms of um, just having so much more different random variables when it comes to Warzone. Not to like put like a dig <laughs> on Valor, but yeah, that's
1: yeah, kind of like that concept is why I didn't always like shooting games at first. Cause like I, I will admit I am not the best at shooting games, but but that whole battle royale concept didn't really appeal to me. But I'm yeah. really glad that there's something like Valor. Valorant, which is more so that idea of being able to have a strategy in. But yeah, I'm glad that there's a game like that because people are different and gamers gotta find their games. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting how, like, there's just almost like a game for every different niche, right? Um, like, people that mm-hmm. are into story driven games, like Telltale, until recently was a great producer in these story-driven games where it's not really about like do you have better mechanics do you have better reflexes right it's about like the good vibes mm-hmm. or it's about the feels yeah uh have you ever played any telltale games
1: i don't think too much of those no? I'm, I'm more so into like platformers and i was a big nintendo boy growing up so uh, you know i gotta always have the mario games and the animal crossings
0: okay you gotcha know. you know uh I was a poor boy, so didn't really have a console, <laughs> had a computer, so I was playing like every free game you can get on, um, yeah, like you can get online, right? So things like Maple mm-hmm. Story, you know, Mabinogi, like, you know, all the nice. free, nice, pay to win nice. games where, um, those games, like, their business model is like selling in game items and they're primarily. Um, like, most of the mm-hmm. revenue is coming from, like, a very small minority of your player base. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's your opinion on, you know, the loot boxes? Because I know, I remember Battlefront. I had that. They, they came under controversy because it was impossible to win un- unless you bought into, unless you put in more money. I think it was, upgrades. like,
0: impossible to unlock specific characters um Mm -hmm. or like it legit took you like a year to like grind like one character to its like max potential right or something like that where Mm -hmm. essentially what they did was incentivize the buying of um their characters um with real world Mm -hmm. cash rather than spending time to unlock it and people were outraged by that because it was very Mm -hmm. like slimy and greedy to do and yeah i mean if you look at like fifa's business model or or fifa or ea like because it at the end of the day you can just look at how they got into that whole business model it's from their fifa games where people would like buy these online packs to get better soccer players right and Mm -hmm. like that's like it's not a it's a kind of messed up model because you're technically already paid you've technically paid for the game right so You shouldn't be forced to pay more money to get like to to enjoy the game essentially, and what they did was Mm -hmm. like they just did that, right? Like whereas like a game like Maple Story where like hey uh, if you give us ten bucks you know you might we'll we'll let you we'll make it easier for you to progress like, well you can buy these Mm -hmm. scrolls and it will make your weapons much more stronger, and that kind of makes sense because the game is free. But at the same time, it's low-key misleading because it's it's a really easy like rabbit hole to fall into where just because it's free, it makes it it makes you like you forget about that. It, it almost like you, you remove that out of the math. So you're almost like saying like, okay, if I just spend forty dollars, I've basically spent enough for a game. So if I just spend forty dollars on Maple Story, yeah. it's the equivalent of like spending forty dollars on another game. So why don't I just do that? And it's a quick um and like that's how you kind of justify your first uh perch investment into these uh like pay to win games right and it becomes a really quick Mm -hmm. uh spiral into like addiction um because i think like when i was a teenager i definitely fell for that and i was just trying to like get some item in some games and it was like yo that was a couple hundred dollars dude (laughs) like i can't tell my mom about this but and (laughs) And uh, it, it legit became like normalized by the time I got to League of Legends, right? Um where yeah. it mm-hmm. wasn't pay to win, but it was like pay to look cool. Like um like yeah. my, my, my my master E, he had like a lightsaber and I was like, Whoa, this my like, character <laughs> has a lightsaber in this game, like that's so cool, right? And yeah, I definitely think like pay pay to win is like terrible in terms of like that Mm -hmm.
1: yeah the whole freemium model is really interesting and i think that that's pretty much how like the mobile game space or even like the mobile app space works now because even like with for example if i look at fitness apps like they give you like the free version but then there's the paid version which has which unlocks better fitness activities for example yeah even in mobile games. i I remember like in back in the days of Farmville and Candy Crush. Like people would just buy stuff. Oh, well, I'm taking way back, eh? <laughs> but people would just buy stuff to get to level up in like Candy Crush or to unlock the cool stuff in Farmville.
0: Yeah. But like I, I think it's like I I don't, I don't know, man. Like Farmville and uh Candy Crush, you're not? really competing against other people right like you're competing Mm -hmm. technically against yourself and when you do this you're Mm -hmm. cheating against yourself in a way and Mm -hmm. i think that's okay if you you know if you're if if, if, like i think that's fine if like the user's fine with it but i think like in games where it's more about competition right like when i think of competition Mm -hmm. everything should technically be on an equal playing ground so like Call of Duty, right, or any other BRs, I think they should be fair. You shouldn't be able to pay like uh, forty dollars to get a better gun because, like, that would be uh, unfair competition, and that would be cool. And it was very that's a very interesting thing I said because I spent uh, like ten hours yesterday trying to grind a gun in a Warzone because they they make it very hard if you don't own the Modern Warfare game to get guns like to farm to farm guns um they make it very hard right i was trying to unlock a gun and you had to essentially run up to someone and like like hit them to death with death with a gun like three times in a round that's really hard if you think about it because everyone else has guns and you need to find a way to like bait people into like to like getting hit by like a, a like a like physically being hit right like spending 10 hours to do that like was definitely not fun but like, that—that's my take—is because mm-hmm. having a more overpowered gun makes mm-hmm. it un, an unfair competition. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I agree. And yeah, I guess that's also like that the, the thing about Valorant is that I think all the guns are pretty much on the same playing field pretty much all the time. I don't I don't think you can upgrade guns in Valorant. I don't remember. It's, you can't, right? It's
0: yet, all but, cosmetic. Like I think there's like yeah. that dragon. Yeah, A.K. like the vandal or the savage or something like
1: something like that
0: yeah mm-hmm. and like so, so that's fair right like just cosmetic like y- your gun mm-hmm. kind of looks cooler than my gun like i'm totally okay with that like i'll just play with the default skin because mm-hmm. you know like i refuse to fall for the trap i'm a cheap
1: boy <laughs>
0: yeah i mean eventually you're gonna spend money like i think like there's uh I think mm-hmm. it's really easy to to like spend money when all your friends are spending money on cool skins. So you know, like, like mm-hmm. eventually, I think uh, you know people eventually spend some money, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, but the casualness of it is good though, which is oh yeah a big plus for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, and definitely like just making it like all these. Uh, things easier right like as i said like keeping track of like the economy in the game um keeping mm-hmm. yeah just making everything so much easier allows more people to enjoy um this fps genre so i totally think it's like mm-hmm. an overall positive for you know fps in general mm-hmm.
1: definitely and now that we're all working from home definitely have more time to play now so that's oh, yeah. a blast
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I love their website. Like, if you go to like playvalorant.com like um, the mm-hmm. Valorant like typeface, not typeface logos. Oh yeah, logo face. Font space. Typeface for the logo. Font face. Type. I, typeface. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah it just looks like good. so like <laughs> modern with all like the edges and stuff. Like I love it, and mm-hmm. I, I really like the typography on the website where it's like latest news and we are valorant i don't even know Mm -hmm. what that means but what does it mean like (laughs) i don't know what it means but it just looks cool it's pretty
1: good it's pretty cool It's pretty good
0: yeah and it's really cool how like riot they finally kind of like started making other games in league of legends and they're doing like pretty well yeah Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but yeah cool well i think that wraps up this episode
0: oh yeah it's a lot of lot of ranting for lip <laughs> uh, boxes i apologize for that but you know yeah
1: yeah but yeah i hope you enjoyed my michael's rant but the all the video game
0: yeah top. this a nice little video little game episode different perspective yeah cool cool that wraps right. up episode 11 of the front log podcast uh happy new year's to everyone Uh, for those listeners out there and uh yeah yeah. say stay safe everybody
1: stay safe looking forward to more cool things in 2021 but until now i'm jordan
0: and i'm michael we'll see you next time